हरे कृष्णा अ वॉम वेलकम टू ऑल ऑफ यू फॉर टूडेज गीता लाइफ सेशन द टॉपिक फॉर द डे इज प्रैक्टिकल वेज फॉर रिलीविंग द एंगजाइटीज लास्ट वीक ऑल्सो वी हैड द सेम टॉपिक बट वी कुड नॉट फुली कंप्लीट द टॉपिक बिकॉज ऑफ सीरियस इशूज विद द इंटरनेट कनेक्शन हियर so today i'm going to briefly touch what we covered last week and we're going to take it forward and discuss in detail some practical steps which we can take to address anxieties which we might encounter in our day to day life so before we start with the session let us all join together pray together seek the blessings of shri prabhupad lord chaitanya mahaprabhu lord shri krishna so that we get their blessings to understand this subject based on the teachings of bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam so please join me in offering the prayers together nama om vishnu padaya krishna prasthaya bhutale shrimate bhakti vedanta स्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चातरिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअद्वैतगदाधरा श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद नमो महावदन्याय कृष्णा प्रेम प्रदायते कृष्णा कृष्ण चैतन्य नाम्ने गौरतुषे नमः नमो ब्रह्मणे देवाय गोब्राह्मणे हिताय च जगद्धिताय कृष्णा गोविंदय नमो नमः हे कृष्णा करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगत्पते गोपेशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्त कांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदवनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचाकूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितना पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे सो लास्ट सेशन वी ब्रीफली टॉक्ड अबाउट व्हाट इज द रूट कॉज फॉर द एंगजाइटीज व्हिच वी एनकाउंटर इन आर डे टू डे लाइफ्स it is important that we know the root cause because otherwise we may end up getting anxieties again and again 
and second thing is even if we make an attempt to resolve our anxieties we may at best be finding quick fix solution just like a person may have fever if we don't know the root cause and we just take a paracetamol tablet yes the fever will subside but it will again surface up if the root cause is not addressed so first let us spend some time understanding the root cause the reason why we encounter anxieties and in fact the scriptures are so potent so powerful so thought provoking the sages have been so introspective in finding out the root cause they've actually pinpointed what is the root cause if we do the root cause analysis okay i am anxious because of this because of this you go back go back and finally you will end up with the root cause which we are going to discuss today the first root cause is our unbridled uncontrolled untamed senses and the mind our scriptures give us the example of a chariot driven by five horses the five horses represent our senses the reins with which the horses are being pulled or controlled is compared to the mind the chariot driver is compared to our intelligence and the passenger in the chariot is compared to the soul the real self now imagine a chariot where the horses are completely untamed unbridled each one trying to pull the chariot in different directions just imagine a scenario like that and the chariot driver is trying his best to somehow rein in the horses each one trying to pull the chariot in different direction going berserk and the chariot is rattling any moment it can skid off the road or meet with an accident do you think the passenger who was seated in that chariot will have a smooth ride won't he be anxious won't he be fearful because of the senses because of the horses which are untamed he will not have a smooth ride the chariot will always be rattling even if there is a good chariot driver even if there is a chariot driver imagine a vehicle in which the brakes have failed and the steering wheel has gone out of control definitely a person seated in that vehicle will feel very anxious and in today's world all of our senses are untamed unchecked there is no training given whatsoever to tame the senses to control the senses to control the mind in earlier times the first ashrama first 25 years of a person's training or education was focused on training 
how to control the mind, how to control the senses, to instill the right values, to build the strong foundation based on the right understanding how to go about leading our lives. Because when the senses come in contact with the sense object, there is a sensation of pleasure. For example, if I take a rasgulla, put on my mouth, on my tongue, there is an experience of pleasure. If a man sees a naked woman, there is a sensation of pleasure, vice versa. And today's world, we think that if we have to be happy, if we have to maximize our happiness, if we have to be permanently happy, if we have to enjoy lasting happiness, then we have to maximize sense enjoyment, gratify the senses. So all our advancement, if we do some bit of introspection, all our advancement is how we can gratify or enjoy our senses royally, gorgeously, elaborately, endlessly, in more and more, with more and more varieties. I have shared this earlier, you know, about 20 years back, 25 years back, there was limited options for a person if he has to watch television. In 1985-90s, when I was in college, in television there has to be Chitrahar and you know news in DD1, DD2, limited options. Then came the cable television and now you can see anything. Then came the cable television, still you had, you know you can see a particular channel which is which is showing a particular serial or whatever. Now we have things like Netflix, Hotstar, you can see anything, any episode, any time and billions of dollars are spent to make such attractive documentaries, movies, films, Netflix originals and we have got attracted, we get tempted. There's so much to gratify our senses. You want to eat anything, just in the app, click few buttons and the food comes steaming hot to your doorstep. And all these food chains, KFC, all those McDonald's, all those things have, have mastered the recipes. What masalas, what thing to use in the recipe which will completely mesmerize the person who is eating it and get addicted to it. Experts are working behind the scenes. I was seeing one small documentary on Maggie, the masala, the recipe. Brains have worked the right proportion of the species mixed in the right this thing and it's addictive. So, when the senses are uncontrolled, mind is unchecked, it's like a horse driven by untamed horses, definitely it will meet with an accident. The, the ride will be very unruly. So that's why we see 
lot of people having hypertension, blood pressure, anxieties, because senses are uncontrolled, mind is uncontrolled, unlimited desires, rat race, not satisfied, so much of competition, feel jealous, feel envious, so and so person has bought a car, I don't have a car, I still have a two-wheeler, then I have to match up, for that I have to work hard, and this goes on and on. So, Bhagavatam says that they believe that to gratify the senses is the prime necessity of human civilization. It has become a goal. Yes, senses are there for us to, to survive. Yes, we need to eat, we need to see, we need to hear. They have a purpose. For that matter, even the sexual organs have a purpose. Dharmo aviruddho kamo asmi. Kam also has a place. But if our goal becomes to maximize sense enjoyment, we are heading for trouble in our life. And the trouble will land up in innumerable forms of anxieties, pain, fear. So that's the first part unbridled senses. The second root cause of our source or cause of anxieties and fear in this material world is ignorance of the self, ignorance of who we actually are. If we see a rope and it appears like a snake and we mistake that rope to be snake, definitely there will be fear, definitely there will be anxiety. But moment I come to my senses and realize that actually it's not a snake, actually it's a rope. I remember one of the devotees sharing that, you know, they used to travel Sankirtan book party. So, they happened to visit a place and one of the donors allowed them to stay in their place overnight. It was an empty house. The person had another house. So just as soon as these devotees entered, there was a 3D, live, 3D model of a cobra snake. And it was so nicely made, whosoever had made it, the sculptor, it looked exactly like a live cobra. And moment the devotees entered, immediately there was a cobra, snake, and there was fear. And the donor was also coming, hey, Swamiji, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. So moment they got to know that it is not a live snake, it is just a, a model a replica of a cobra, the fear was gone. Although the devotee later shared that whole night he could not sleep because the impression was so strong. So ignorance of the self also leads, if we identify, misidentify, what is ignorance of the self? We are a spirit soul, the soul is eternal. But when we identify with the body, the body which is temporary, body which is going to get killed one day, when we thoroughly identify 
and think that we are that body and all the things associated with that body are near and dear ones, the offsprings, then definitely because of that ignorance, because of that wrong identification, it will lead to anxiety and pain. Therefore, give up your anxiety due to ignorance of the self. This is in the Srimad Bhagavatam. You are now thinking of how they who are helpless, poor creatures will exist without you. So that's the second point. As his bewildered state, the living entity accepting the body and mind to be the self, considers some people to be his kinsmen and others to be outsiders. We, although somebody may object saying that, you know, our near and dear ones, how can you say that we cannot have a relationship with them or invest our energy in, you know, socializing, in building relationship, what's wrong in it? So here it's being mentioned. Consider some people to be skinsmen, others to be outsiders. Bhagavatam gives very nice example. Just like in a hotel, people come together, overnight they will stay together, but next day people will depart and each one will go in different directions. We all have experienced when we were in let's say school, we had schoolmates, our friends studying in the same class. But as we grew up, we came to college, each one went in different directions. Then we were studying together in college, we had some group of friends and then we, when we graduated, finished our graduation, again they all went in different directions. So Bhagavatam says, likewise as spirit souls, we are eternal. In this life, we all have come together as father, mother, brothers, sisters, near and dear ones. And moment we leave this body, each one will go in different direction as per his karma, getting different bodies. Just like the straws coming together, when a wave comes, the straws come together and the next wave, they all they all segregate. So, <clears throat> the Srimad Bhagavatam is saying, just like waves brings together the straws, likewise the waves of time, Kala, have brought us together and the Kala will also in due course of time separate all of us. If we are in illusion, if we think that we will be together for eternity, and we are related to each other for eternity, it's misidentification of the self. We are identifying with the body and all that which is associated with the body. And it's a recipe for anxiety, fear, because the body is not going to last. Because of this misconception, this wrong understanding, it's like identifying a rope as a snake. Because of this misconception, he suffers anxiety. Anything happens to the son or a daughter or a nearer, near one, 
we become anxious. That's a different thing we should be anxious or not. Somebody may say, why we should not be anxious? My son, if something is going wrong with him, what can I do? I have to be anxious. But we are doing a root cause analysis. That's why Bhagavad Gita says, Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma Na Shochati Na Kangshati. If a person becomes self-realized, he firmly believes and is convinced that he is an Atma. He is eternal then the natural consequence of that understanding is prasannatma, he becomes joyful. And na shochati, he doesn't hanker, he doesn't lament. Otherwise, a life is full of hankering and lamentation. Hankering for what we don't have and lamenting for what we have lost, what has slipped out from our hands. The third cause, the root cause for all our anxiety and fear is the very nature of this world. Krishna in the Gita says that this material world is Dukhalayam Ashashvatam. It's a place of misery. It's a place of anxiety. Vaikuntha. Kuntha means anxiety. Vaikuntha is the spiritual world where there is no kuntha, there is no anxiety. That's called vaikuntha. Whereas this place is full of kuntas as per design. Dukhalayam ashashvatam. Even if we are very learned, even if we are in full knowledge, even if our senses are controlled, Still, still, we have to experience old age. We have to experience diseases. We have to experience death. It's very miserable experience where a person is saying all his organs one by one are becoming weak, frail. Eyes are becoming blurred. When we are young, if any disease comes, at least we have a hope. We go to the doctor, doctor also says, yeah, take this tablet in a week, you will recover. But we all will reach a stage in our life where the doctors will also say, you'll have to live with it. These all are degenerative changes which comes with old age. We will see the doctors the best of doctors, the best of medicines will also not be able to help us. There is one person in our family related, a relative of ours who has autoimmune disease, some kind of a arthritis and the person is on steroids for many, many years now and our family has many doctors working in best of hospitals with best of understanding of medicine but we can't help so <clears throat> the nature of this world it is designed in such a that's why krishna says janma mrityu jara vyadhi dukha doshanu darshanam janma means birth mrityu means death jara means old age vyadhi means 
डिजीज दुख दोषानुदर्शन वन यू कैन परसीव वन यू कैन सी दट दिस इज द नेचर ऑफ दिस वर्ल्ड फॉर विच आई हैव टू फाइंड अ सोल्यूशन ही इज इन नॉलेज so even though we may be learned even though we may be enlightened even though we may be having controlled senses controlled mind still we will have to experience disease old age death and if we are not fully purified again non negotiable we get another body just like bharat maharaj just a small mistake he got attached to a deer and next life he had to take birth as a deer he had to wait for two lifetimes another life as jada bharat so as per design also so here it is said that this material world is a place where fear and danger is at every step padam padam yad vipadam na tesham although the time factor is fearful for everyone fear personified is fearful of the supreme lord who is known as abhaya abhaya means fearless taking shelter of the supreme lord brings actual fearlessness and freedom from all anxieties that's why krishna says sarva dharman parityajya maam ekam sharanam raja you surrender to me now someone may say if we become devotee of the lord if we surrender to the lord will we not experience anxiety will we not become old will we not get diseases will we not get death the answer is when we are surrendered to the lord when we are completely dependent on the lord when we are completely conscious of the lord then even though we may encounter diseases old age even death our experience will be that of similar to a kitten in the mouth of a cat we all know that the cat carries its young one kitten in its mouth when the cat catches a rat that also is carried in the same mouth but for a rat the mouth of a cat is a death trap it's fearful but for a kitten he experiences the warmth of mother's love so when we are completely devoted to the lord you cannot undo the way this material world is designed there are devotees who are who are 78 years 80 years 85 years old the body have become very frail and weak but if we are completely conscious of the lord i'll give you example of shila prabhupad when he was in vrindavan 1977 you know he was undergoing treatment and the body was very weak frail organs were failing and although bodily wise his health was very very bad there was lot of pain in his body but as far as his consciousness is concerned thinking is concerned it was completely pure transcendental krishna conscious so the third cause is the very nature of this world this
you know for anything we have a short term solution and a long term solution so i will bifurcate the solutions which i am going to share with you into two parts short term and long term so what is the short term solutions we can find to address the anxieties which we will encounter now ignorance of the self we cannot overnight banish it bodily concept of life attachment to our near and dear ones we cannot say okay from tomorrow onwards i will be free of the attachment give me a formula it doesn't happen the nature of this world we cannot change dukhaayam ashashvatam we cannot pay a price we cannot take an insurance policy whereby the nature of this world will change so how do we go about handling pain anxiety fear in our lives so short term all these are from bhagavad gita and shrimad bhagavatam if we google or check on the youtube there are innumerable ways to do deep breathing you know there's so many so called quick fix solution being suggested being a gita live session i am completely focusing on what the bhagavad gita and bhagavatam are saying as solutions to or steps to deal with our fears and anxieties so this is in the shrimad bhagavatam fourth canto wherever pure topics of the transcendental world are discussed the members of the audience forget all kinds of material hankerings at least for the time being that's why i'm calling it short term at least for the time being for us to get cured of material illusion to dissipate all ignorance and get enlightened it will take a long time we have to follow the process so here he says whenever pure topics of the transcendental world are discussed the members of the audience forget all kinds of material hankerings at least for the time being not only that but they are no longer envious of one another nor do they suffer from anxiety or fear so as short term in case we are feeling anxious fearful we should push ourselves into association of devotees start hearing something about the lord example is right in front of us arjuna he was anxious he was in dilemma he was confused he was bewildered my bow gandiva is slipping from my hand my mind is reeling i am unable to stand any longer and then finally says krishna i will not fight and gives up his bow and says i sit down gives up now after hearing the bhagavad gita what happens to that arjuna all his doubts all his dilemmas all his confusions were gone he was a completely different man after hearing the bhagavad gita he rose up fought valiant, valiantly and won the battle so likewise we'll also encounter battles in life where we'll get perplexed we'll get bewildered we'll be anxious we'll be fearful 
And just like Arjuna heard from Krishna, the Bhagavad Gita, if we hear the transcendental topics of the Lord, about the Lord or the words spoken by the Lord. Krishna Katha is also of two types. One is the words spoken by the Lord, that is also Krishna Katha and words spoken about the Lord, that's also Krishna Katha. Words spoken by the Lord is Bhagavad Gita and the words spoken about the Lord, Krishna Katha is the Srimad Bhagavatam. So when we hear, read, associate with devotees and discuss Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, here it is said, at least for the time being, we will experience peace. Because all the wrong perceptions we have, identification with the self, illusion, ignorance, starts getting dissipated. Krishna, Surya, Sama, Maya, Haya, Andakar, Jaha Surya, Haya, Jaha Krishna, Haya, Nahi, Tai, Maya, Adhikar. Krishna is like the sun and Maya is like Andhakar, like the darkness. Just like we have, we see every day in the morning when the sun rises, all the darkness slowly gets dissipated. So likewise, Maya, illusion, ignorance, doubts, bewilderment, anxiety, fear are like the darkness. When the sun of Krishna rises in our consciousness, then all the darkness is bound to get dissipated. So that's what is at least for the time being. Not only that, they are no longer envious of one another and do not suffer from anxiety and fear. This is in the Srimad Bhagavatam. These are all very authorized, authentic words spoken by great acharyas, great, spoken by great personalities, spoken by the Lord themselves. And they have stood the test of time. Sometimes we have some solutions offered by someone. It may work, may not work. Here it is said, at least for the timing, one will be relieved of all his hankerings and fear. So when we experience some anxiety or fear or something, we should push ourselves, force ourselves into such associations where the topics about the Lord or the, the instructions of the Lord are being discussed. So that's solution one. This is a short term thing. The second one is mind will be disturbed, but the best remedy is to sit down very tightly and chant Hare Krishna very loudly and hear for a long time. And one will feel himself one minded and fixed at Krishna's lotus feet. This also is from the Srimad Bhagavatam. When the mind is disturbed, we have anxious thoughts, fearful thoughts. When the mind is disturbed, the best remedy is to sit down tightly and chant Hare Krishna very loudly and hear it for a long time and one will feel himself, one will feel that he has become one-minded. Otherwise, you know, mind is going bonkers, thoughts are gushing through. 
and we are not able to control, we can't help ourselves. So much of anxiety, so much of fearful thoughts, we can't sleep, people have insomnia issues. Sit down tightly and chant Hare Krishna loudly for a long time and one will feel that he has become one minded, the mind has calmed down and feel that he is fixed at the lotus feet of Krishna. Now for everything we have to practice. Now somebody may say, you know, I tried but it didn't work. Anything you try for the first time will not work. So if we have invested our time and energy on a daily basis, we have practiced chanting Hare Krishna Mantra, yes, there will be times when there will be anxieties. We can take shelter of the holy name, although we should not use the holy name for ulterior purposes for, you know, uh, for uh, as an anxiety reliever. But if we are in a situation where we are bewildered, we can definitely chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra and we will experience relief from our fear and anxiety. So that's the second thing. First one I talked about, push ourselves into the hearing of or discussion of the transmittal topics. And the best part is in today's world, association of the devotees is, it has both, it's like a double-edged sword. Even Maya's association, even distractions, even temptations, even allurements are available at our fingertips. Likewise, association of devotees also is available. We can hear from the best of devotees all over the world. We can hear Prabhupada's lectures. They are all available. I remember one devotee, he was from Canada. He got initiated in 1974. He had seen Prabhupada before Prabhupada leaving this body in 1977. He had met Prabhupada only one time. And he had heard only two lectures. He was born in 19... Uh, he was... He met Prabhupada in 1974 and got initiated. And because of the circumstances then technology was not so prevalent, audios were available in audio cassettes, there was no CDs, there was no MP3 players, there was no digital MP3s. So he had heard only two lectures and met Prabhupada only one time. How blessed we are that we can have access to all the lectures of Srila Prabhupada, the fingertips, anytime we can hear. Any devotees, we can, uh, channels like YouTube and uh, so many other forums are there where lectures are uploaded, discussions are uploaded, Bhagavad Katha is uploaded, we can hear them at our convenience, when we want them. That was not the case about 20 years, 25 years back. So first was uh, topics, the pure topics of the transcendental world, second was Chant Hare Krishna loudly, sit tightly in one place and one will definitely experience relief and one-mindedness. Associated with the second point which I mentioned is in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, first chapter, 14th verse. Name of Krishna is feared by fear personified. 
भीर अपी यद भिबेती द नेम ऑफ कृष्णा इज एज पावरफुल एज कृष्णा हिमसेल्फ देर इज नो डिफरेंस एट ऑल एनी वन देर फोर कैन टेक एडवांटेज ऑफ द होली नेम्स ऑफ लॉर्ड श्री कृष्णा इवन इन द मिड्स ऑफ ग्रेटेस्ट डेंजर्स कृष्णा इज ऑल पावरफुल फियर प्रसोनिफाइड इज फियरफुल ऑफ कृष्णा एंड दैट कृष्णा इज एक्सेसिबल टू अस इज अवेलेबल टू अस एनी टाइम बाई चैंटिंग हिज होली नेम्स ही इज प्रेजेंट इन इज नाम नामी नो अभिन्नत्वम कली काले नाम रूप अवतार सो इफ वी आर इन डेंजर इफ वी आर इन एंग्जाइटी we can call on the names of lord shri krishna and all that fear the previous thing which we talked about sit tightly and chant loudly is connected to this point when we invoke krishna in our life all the darkness all the illusion all that dilemmas what we have will start vanishing krishna surya sama just like the sun rises you don't have to make separate arrangements to dissipate darkness automatically as the sun rises the darkness will vanish so name of krishna is feared even by fear personified the name of krishna is as powerful as krishna himself now we also have examples of great demons in the vrindavan krishna leela we see so many demons they tried to torment the inhabitants of vrindavan and they were fearful at times when you know indra was throwing tor torrential rains in vrindavan all the inhabitants of vrindavan were in anxiety they were in fear but krishna was all powerful he protected all of them when they took shelter of him he protected them he just lifted the govardhan hill in his left small finger and for 7 days in spite of torrential rains nothing happened so that faith that shraddha happens when we on a regular basis read hear krishna katha otherwise we may have this thing no what if i surrender to the lord what if i chant but you know maybe lord may protect may not protect that kind of doubts avashya rakshibi krishna e vishwasa palana that vishwasa that thing that's one of the principle of surrender so name of krishna is fear by fear personified so we can chant the names of krishna and that invokes the presence of krishna and when krishna is there all the fear all the anxieties will have will dissipate the third the fourth point is again a very short term practical thing this is a conversation between narada muni and vyasadev thus traveling he is referring to his previous life when he was a boy and uh, he was serving the sages uh, during chaturmasya period after that you know he was traveling he got separated with his mother the mother left the body thus traveling i felt tired both bodily and mentally you know sometimes we feel physical exhaustion and even mentally we feel tired 
it's too much for us to handle we feel exhausted so that's what narada is saying i felt tired both bodily and mentally and i was both thirsty and hungry so i took a bath in a river lake and also drank water by contacting water i got relief from all my exhaustion water is a great purifier krishna says i am the taste of water so prabhupada says if we have to remember krishna whenever you drink water the taste of water is krishna so when we are in anxiety when we are this thing we can get some temporary relief if we take a cold shower and drink water the best would be if we can drink thinking of the lord rasoham apsukonte ya lord is manifest right in front of us in many ways that water also is an energy of the lord and if we can remember the lord and drink that water and bathe in the water definitely it will usher in some bit of relief some bit of freshness that's what narada is saying i was both tired thirsty hungry and i took a bath in a river lake and also drank water and by contacting water i got relief from all my exhaustion so it helps if we take a uh, good shower and relax ourselves a bit chant the holy names of the lord read bhagavad gita it will definitely help us at least for the time being the fourth point stop gap this thing is vaikuntha means without anxiety vaikuntha kuntha means anxiety and the material world is full of anxiety as stated by prahlad maharaj sada sabut vighna dhyam asat grahat the living entities who have accepted this material world as a residence are full of anxiety a place immediately becomes vaikuntha whenever the holy topics of the personality of godhead are discussed by his pure devotees so vaikuntha yes it's a place the planets vaikuntha planets you know we also have the vaikuntha samaradhne we have the prayers we have that ceremony those who are very spiritually this thing potent then in a purified state yes such souls go to vaikuntha planet after death but we can create that vaikuntha atmosphere even in this place even in this material world when we discuss the topics of lord shri krishna nashta prayeshu bhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya nashta prayesh all the abhadras all the dirty things all the misgivings all the wrong perceptions all the fears doubts anxieties nashta prayesh abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya by hearing bhagavatam daily all these 
inabilities will, will be vanquished and we will usher in an atmosphere of Vaikuntha. Prabhupada gives an example that we can make our home a temple. Bhagavad Gita gives a nice example of a lotus which is growing in a dirty pond. All around it is filled with muck, filled with all kinds of dirt, but it is pristine and pure, completely untouched by all that dirt. So although we may be in an environment which may be very challenging with all kinds of inabilities, all kinds of shortcomings, but if we tightly hold the lotus feet of the Lord and chant the holy names and discuss the topics of the Lord, engage in Krishna Katha, we can create an atmosphere of Vaikuntha, the place where we are living. And Prabhupada demonstrated that, how every house can become a temple. Prabhupada, when he was in the New York, you know, he was, there was an apartment where devotees were staying, a makeshift temple. So Prabhupada said, what is the difference between this temple and the adjacent house? This is the only difference is here in this house, it's a temple because Krishna is in the center. So if we make Krishna or the Lord center of our life, center of our house, worship him daily, pray to him, chant his holy names, even the place where we are staying can become Vaikuntha. What is Vaikuntha? Vaikuntha means a place where there is no anxiety. We can spiritualize that place. So we will continue with our discussion. Uh, we will now have some Kirtans and after Kirtans we will talk about long term solution. One is the short term we talked about. We talked about drinking water and then bathing in water. We pushing ourselves in association of devotees. We talked about <coughs> chanting the names of Krishna loudly, sit together tightly in one place and hearing the holy names of the Lord. Bhir Apiyad Bhibeti, name of Krishna is, is none other than Krishna himself and fear personified is fearful of Krishna and we can mitigate, dissipate all fears, all anxieties by calling out, chanting the names of Krishna. So we will talk long term solution, short term and long term post the Kirtans. Now we will all join together and attend the Kirtans. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare
So we talked about some short term solutions. Uh, a person is feeling anxiety, yes, he can hear the topics about the Lord, he can, uh, he'll immediately get some relief, he can chant the names of the Lord loudly, he can take a bath, drink water. So all these things will definitely help a person. <clears throat> Let's say a person is lost in a forest and he is desperately trying to find his way out and unfortunately he is barefoot and while he is walking the forest is full of shrubs, bushes with thorns, pebbles, rocks and the thorns prick his leg and the blood starts oozing out. Yes, we can, somebody is accompanying him, can rush to give him some first aid, give him some relief. But so long as the person is in the forest, he will get pricked with thorns if he is barefoot. Forest is going to be full of thorns, shrubs, bushes, pebbles, rocks. And it's going to prick him in his leg. So short term is, if till he finds his way out of the forest, see if he can wear a slipper. There's a crude example I'm giving. If a person is wearing a slipper, even though there are thorns, even though there are pebbles, he can still protect his feet, still protect him getting hurt. But still, there is danger in this for even though a person may have slipper, they are wild animals, they are snakes, he can still get hurt, he can still be very fearful, still he can get attacked. The best solution for him if he has to come out of all the fear, not have the fear of thorns breaking or animals attacking him or something, is to come out of the forest. Once he is out of the forest, relatively speaking, he is safe. That place does not have thorns, that place does not have white animals. He can walk around freely without having fear that his leg will get pricked and he will, he will uh, get hurt. So while we are in this material world, we can, the slippers are like catching hold to the lotus feet of the Lord, surrendering to the Lord, to be dependent on the Lord. And there are great devotees who in spite of being in a place which is Dukkhalya Mashashwatam, but tightly holding on to the lotus feet of the Lord, they have experienced fearlessness. Abhaya Charana Aravinda That Lord whose lotus feet is a source of of all fearlessness. Abhaya, Abhaya means fear, Abhaya means fearlessness. So catch all, catch hold of the Lord's lotus feet very tightly. And what is the long term solution? So long as we are in this material world, so long as we are in the forest, we will be attacked. 
we will have wild animals we will have even though we may be having the best of slippers so the best solution is to come out of the forest likewise krishna in the gita says yat gatva na nivartante tad dhamam paramam mama and he is inviting us to that dhama supreme abode of lord shri krishna the vaikuntha planets the golok vrindavan where all the devotees are blissfully engaged in serving the lord without any anxiety without any fear vaikuntha yes we cannot go there till we are fully purified till we have evolved and we have got enlightened and we have uh, evoked our love of god krishna prema for us we have to purify our lives for us we have to follow the process whereby we'll get purified the dormant love of krishna will will manifest in our consciousness so <clears throat> one can elevate himself to full krishna consciousness and achieve the highest perfection even in this short life by fully surrendering unto the lotus feet of the lord thus one attains vaikuntha loka when we are fully surrendered fully conscious of the lord then in such consciousness when we leave this body yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tyajti ante kalebram in that consciousness completely conscious of the lord anta narayana smriti we leave this body then we do directly to vaikuntha loka we come out of the forest we come out of this place where there is padam padam yad vipadam na teshan every step there is a danger we go to vaikuntha loka where there is neither anxiety nor repeated birth and death because we have this body and we are identified with this body this wrong conception ignorance of the self is a root cause of anxiety and then we talked about that how this nature of this world is it is dukkhalayam ashashvatam and krishna is inviting us janma karma chame divyam evam yo veti tatvataha tyaktva deham punar janma tyaktva means after giving up deha this body punarjanma na vidyate will not get birth again in this material world so that's a long term solution long term solution in the sense we cannot suddenly get purified and directly be qualified to go to the vaikuntha planets for thus all that lust greed pride envy whatever is is covering our consciousness has to be gradually worked upon purification has to happen and then we will be eligible to go to the spiritual planets since everything is dependent on the supreme will of the personality of godhead one should be equipoised in fame and defamation victory and defeat life and death in their effects represented as happiness and distress one should maintain oneself in equilibrium without anxiety there's another instruction in the bhagavad gita tam titik shusubharata krishna is not giving us some unpractical thing because knowing that in this world there will be pain there will be anxiety there will be challenges krishna is giving us a solution that they will come and go just like the summer season the winter season the spring season they go in a cycle likewise good times will come bad times will come happiness will come distress will come fame will come infamy will come 
and krishna is saying tam titik shusapahrata you learn to tolerate be equipoised when there is pain don't get too agitated when there is happiness do not be in a state where you completely forget the lord samadarshi be equipoised what is the symptoms of a self realization is equipoised in happiness and distress in pleasure and pain in fame and infamy so that's what he is saying everything is dependent on the supreme will of the lord and one should learn to tolerate one should have a perspective bhagavatam says that when a devotee faces some challenges if he has a spiritual perspective he sees that lord is so merciful what i am getting is a token reaction i should be suffering much much more and he tolerates thanks the lord in spite of difficulties grateful to the lord and if we live in such consciousness mukti pade sadaya bhag one is rightful here to go back to the spiritual world by kuntha planets so now we'll take some questions uh, we have uh, questions which have been put forth have been asked this question is from ajay raj sharma conceptually prabhu ji we know that sense gratification is not true happiness that we seek but we are so many allurements in today's world like the way things are advertised glamorously at the same time we don't have any spiritual taste or realization also we have to interact with the world so it is difficult to remain unaffected so how to reconcile yes it's a fact today's world it is difficult to remain unaffected kaler dosh nidhe rajan this is predicted in the shrimad bhagavatam kaliyuga is a ocean of faults a lot of temptations lot of allurements our senses are untamed unchecked unbridled mind is complete going bonkers and we are supposed to practice spiritual life it is very difficult in fact when the symptoms of kali yuga was being discussed parikshit maharaj became little bit demoralized what is the hope for people in kali yuga this is in the 11th canto of the shrimad bhagavatam so when shukadev goswami is telling about all what's going to happen all the degradation all the degeneration which is going to happen in kali yuga it was it was very demoralizing for for parikshit maharaj then shukadev goswami to reassure parikshit maharaj says kaler dosh nidhe rajan O Rajan, O King, although Kali Yuga is an ocean of faults, Asti Reko Mahadguna, but there is one good quality. We have to capitalize on that. There is one good quality. What is that? Kirtana Deva Krishna Sya Mukta Sangha Paramra. Just by chanting the names of Krishna, Kirtana Deva Krishna Sya Mukta Sangha Paramra. Jet one can. get freed from all the inability so prabhupad our movement is called the sankirtana movement the lord came as chaitanya mahaprabhu 500 years back to distribute the yuga dharma so only hope for us otherwise it's a very hopeless situation the only hope for us is we have to tightly hold on catch hold of the lord who has descended so mercifully who is incarnated in the form of his holy name that's the only hope 
Astire ko Mahatma, there is one good quality. Kirtana Devas. We don't have to go to the forest, we don't have to go to the mount, uh, to, to Himalayas to practice some. Just by chanting the names of Krishna, we can contact the Lord, we can get purified, and we can freed of all the inabilities. We'll get the strength to control the senses, we'll get strength to withstand the allurements. We will experience a higher taste whereby a taste for lower things will pale off. Today we don't have a higher taste, therefore the lower tastes are very alluring for us. But when we have a higher taste, I have shared with you when we were children, when we all were young, we were playing with the dinky cars, small toy cars. But when we have grown up, we have lost taste in those cars. So likewise, when we will grow up spiritually and experience real happiness, then proportionately our taste for the lower things will pale off. And the simple process for growing up spiritually is to chant the names of the Lord. It's a very liberal process. Smarnena kar, nam nam akari bahuda nija sarva shaktis. Lord has invested all his energies and potencies in his name and there is no hard and fast rule. Anyone, anytime, anywhere, in any circumstances, in any situation can chant the names of Krishna. If we have to associate with Krishna, hear his topics or go and have darshan of the Lord, the deity in the temple, still you have to go to the temple. You have to find a source where you can hear about the Lord, discuss the topics of the Lord, find a YouTube channel or whatever. If you don't have internet, you cannot log in. Here, chanting of the names, anybody, anytime, anywhere can do it. And come in direct contact with the Supreme Lord. For that, Shraddha is required, for that, faith is required. And when we associate with the devotees, when we read Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, that faith will solidify, will crystallize. So, the only hope is the chanting of the holy names of the Lord that ushers in all auspiciousness in our lives. Otherwise, it's a very hopeless situation. You are right. This question is from VK, how do we control our distractions? So I think it's answered in the previous question. Uh, we take shelter of the Lord by chanting His holy names. We associate with the devotees. We regularly hear about the Lord. Nashta prayeshu bhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevya. When we associate with the Lord daily, all the abhadras, all the dirty things, all the wrong ideas we have, allurements, we all get slowly mitigated. Yes, we have to be patient. Prabhupada says, uh, somebody asked Prabhupada, Prabhupada, why it is taking so much time? So Prabhupada said that just like when you get married, you cannot say, I want a child tomorrow. You have to follow a process and due course of time, you will be blessed with the child. For everything, we have to be patient. It takes time. In management, it is called the law of farm. You cannot plant the seeds today and say I want the harvest tomorrow. This is a law of farm. You have to plant the seeds, you have to put the manure, put the water, wait for the right time, the seeds will germinate and then it will grow, a small sapling will be formed and eventually you know, it will grow into a tree and then flower, flowering will happen and eventually yes, you will get the fruits which you can harvest. But you cannot say I plant the seed today, why I am not getting the fruits tomorrow? It's called the law of farm. So that way we have to be patient. 
What happens to a person who dreams something unwanted subconsciously while sleeping and dies in sleep only? Though chanting generally isolates us from such dreams, still what if? If the question is that what if a person is not able to remember the Lord and he dies in the sleep only? The answer is that whatever devotional service we have done, whatever names of the Lord we have chanted, whatever service we have done to the Lord is being remembered, is remembered by the Lord. Prabhupada was asked, what if a person does not remember the Lord at the point of death? He says, even if a person does not remember, if he has sincerely practiced remembering the Lord, the Lord will give him remembrance. The Lord will remember that devotee. The Lord will remember his service. So in that sense, devotional service, just like example of even Ajamila, he became a debauchee. He got in touch with that prostitute and fell from good standing, but still Lord gave him good sense to name his son as Narayana. And because of his past accumulated piety, even though he was degraded, he was somehow accumulating spiritual credits by unintentionally chanting the name of Narayana. So the Lord is very kind, he is very merciful. If we have sincerely served the Lord, even though we may fall down, we may forget him, still since he is there in our heart, he is very merciful, he will give us remembrance and take us towards him. This question is from Ajay Raj Sharma. Why Krishna says, even if the vilest sinner worship me with exclusive devotion, they are to be considered righteous. When in Bhagavad Gita 7.28, he says, only one who is free from mischievous act can become a devotee of the Lord. We cannot become free from mischievous acts all of a sudden. Just like a father does not expect his child to all of a sudden start walking and running. The father, the parents understand that the child will wobble. In spite of his best effort, the child will fall down. So if, if we are sincerely trying our best, then even though there may be sometimes fall down, the Lord is very tolerant, the Lord is very merciful. Krishna says such a person has to be considered sadhu even though he at times act sinfully. We all have come to Krishna consciousness, we are trying to practice, we are chanting the names of the Lord not after becoming pure. Prabhupada also said that this movement is a spiritual hospital. Sometimes there are inabilities in devotees' behavior and sometimes people are put off. How can devotee act like this? Yes, we are also human beings. Yes, we have. The only difference is that we have joined a spiritual hospital and more diligent, more sincere in taking the medicine. And hence the probability of we getting cure is much more. Otherwise, we are diseased and so is the people. So one who worships the Lord, even though he may accidentally fall down, still he is considered saintly because he is, is on the right path, doing the right things. And yes, it's a fact that we cannot achieve the lotus feet of the Lord if we are mischievous, if we are sinful. Namam dushkritano mudha. Dushkrita means when he was very mischievous, very sinful, 
he will not achieve the lotus feet of the Lord. But somebody who has, who by his fortune has started practicing, yes, there will be mistakes. He may accidentally commit some sins. Krishna is very merciful. This question is from Satyam Chaudhary. I know the importance of devotee association, but currently I am alone. Whenever I read about Lord, I get relief, but how to maintain that consciousness? Otherwise, sinful thoughts start coming in the mind. You can take some more questions. It's a very valid question. <clears throat> That's why Bhagavatam is saying, Nashta Prayeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya. Nityam. Generally, we have a conception that, you know, I am reading Bhagavad Gita. It has to be done regularly. Just like we take bath and we become dirty again. Even though we are sitting in a clean room, we may perspire, we become dirty. Therefore, we all have developed a habit of taking bath daily. Likewise, we have to develop a habit of hearing about the Lord daily. Doesn't matter even if let's say you have mentioned that I am alone, we have to just increase the frequency and the duration in which we are spending time with the Lord, in association with the Lord. And the Lord is manifest in various potent forms, in the form of his deity, in the form of his books, in the form of his instructions, in the form of devotees. And we should try our best to maximize, maximize our association. And definitely it will help us. This question is from Rajak. Kindly explain the best way to get rid of anxiety that arises due to external force people. Should we react, respond and what should be our prayer to the Supreme in the situation? In today's session we have not talked about, we have talked about anxiety in general, whether it could be through people, it could be through circumstances, it could be because of you know office work pressure, whatever it may be. We have not discussed specifically a situation which may result in a particular anxiety. Irrespective of situation, if we follow what we have discussed, short term and long term, we will get relief, irrespective of what is the cause of that anxiety. If we chant the names of the Lord, if we, if we remember the Lord, if now somebody may say, how do we respond to that situation? How do we, should we react, should we respond? Krishna will give us the intelligence. Many times when we are in not right consciousness, we become reactive, we become angry, we become jealous, we become envious and we mess up the situation further. So if we are Krishna conscious, if we are, if we have chanted our rounds nicely, done our sadhana nicely, then we will have the right frame of mind, right intelligence, right consciousness to respond intelligently. Krodhat bhavati sammoha sammoha smriti vibrama. When we become angry, when we become emotionally hijacked, we mess up the situation further. So whatever I have shared to associate with the devotees, chant the holy names of the Lord, chant loudly, sit tightly in one particular place, if we follow that, we will get the required strength, we will get the required intelligence to respond intelligently whatever situation we may encounter which is resulting in 
fear and anxiety. This question is from Vinayak Chaurasia. Some medicines are lifetime and if we surrender to come, if we surrender to completely surrender to Krishna, one can marry and then transcend the three modes taking as grahastha regulated life, please help. Yes, grahastha life is very much part of Varnashrama system which is designed for a person to advance in spiritual life. If a person strictly practices grahastha ashram principles, yes, it's a fact that he can also advance spiritually. But it's a fact that in today's world, there are a lot of distractions, a lot of allurements and a person can get lost, can get distracted, can get so entangled that a person may not even have the time, may not have inclination. It is still theoretically speaking, yes, it is very much possible. We have examples of great householder who were devotees, Bhakti Vinod Thakur. But still, we should remember that it will come with additional responsibilities and entanglements. If you are dependent on the Lord, if you pray to the Lord, yes, we can also advance being in Grahasdhasha. This question is from Rajeshwari Rao. Although I started chanting 16 rounds, but many times I get caught into the trap of Maya and waste my time in useless things and then afterward regret it. How can I overcome it? This is part of the process when we start taking the medicine, not necessarily the very time we start taking medicine will get cured. It will take time. Sometimes you have to take medicine for a month. Sometimes you have to take for a few months, sometimes for a year, sometimes for a lifetime. So our process is authorized. It's very authentic given by great Acharyas, given by the Lord Himself, we very patiently follow the process and there will be at times we will fall down, we will make mistakes, we get up, learn from the mistakes and move on. If you remember we had shared in one of the sessions, our present state is hopeless defeat. By following Sincerely, we graduate to the next level where struggle and defeat. If we persevere and continue practicing, we'll reach third stage, which is struggle and victory. Majority time we are victorious, but still it's a struggle. We have to control our senses, control our mind. And a time comes, we reach the fourth stage, which is effortless victory. We all have an experience of this when we started learning how to drive. First time it was hopeless, we couldn't balance. And then struggle and victory, we somehow managed. And then a time came when it was effortless victory. We can be talking, we can be you know, hearing something, we'll be discussing something and then we are driving effortlessly. So a time comes when a person has got so purified, has developed a higher taste, he is not allured, the probability of he falling down gradually reduces. Is chanting 16 rounds compulsory or one can take 8 to 12 rounds because my chanting is not fixed some days, I chant 16 on some days less, how to fix? If we are 
determined just like doctor has given a prescription take three tablets in the morning and three in the evening if we very diligently take the prescription as advised by the doctor the chances of we getting cured is much higher you still will get cured if a person instead of three tablets is taking only one tablet or the doctor has said take tablets for nine days a person says no three days and leave it the chances of disease getting relapse is higher if we do not take the full course so likewise Again, it depends. There are people who are chanting one round, nothing wrong about it. Something is better than nothing. But if we want to very sincerely follow and get full mercy of the Lord, get the blessing of the Acharya by following his instructions, then Prabhupada many, many places has said chant 16 rounds. Because an Acharya who is a pure devotee of the Lord, who is very dear to the Lord, he has mentioned it many, many times. Krishna also respects that number. Although 16 rounds is not mentioned in our scriptures anywhere. What is mentioned is Kirtanya Sadahari, always chant the names of the Lord. But Prabhupada being an Acharya in practical days, in present days, he has said chant minimum of 16 rounds. So if we chant minimum of 16 rounds, we will be protected. From Maya, we'll, we, we will get Krishna's blessings, mercy. So try your best to chant 16 rounds, be as far as possible regular and pray to the Lord to give you strength, determination to keep up that number. This question is from Deepak Vichare. Can we think of leaving this day to work of material world and for Himalayas, then we can take over the material anxieties. but Will that not be leaving our duties and responsibilities? No, we should not leave our work. We should not leave our family and go to Himalayas. That's not advised. What is advised is Stane Stite Shruti Gatam Tanuvan Manovi. Wherever you are, whatever circumstances you are, take up devotional service to the Lord. Chanting, hearing, remembering, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. If we do that, in whatever circumstances we may be in, we will start getting purified. Krishna will start becoming very active in our life. A reciprocation will start experiencing. So we may find ourselves in very overwhelming circumstances. All what we have to do in those circumstances, whatever best we can do, let's do. And then be patient. Lord will definitely intervene and help us. It is not advisable that we give up our job, our family and go to the forest. That is not advisable. This is from Kumar Rishabh. Can we wear Tulsi Mala? What are the rules to be followed? Yes, we can wear Tulsi Mala. Just that after we wear the Tulsi Mala, we should avoid taking non-veg or try our best not to take intoxicants like drinks, liquor, smoking, etc. Because Tulsi is a great devotee of the Lord, we are wearing it, we are in touch with the devotee of the Lord and see as far as possible we lead a pure life. So if one is confident that yes, he will not indulge in intoxication or eating meat, then definitely a person should wear Tulsi Mala. So we'll stop now. Thank you for joining us today. It was nice to have all of you with us. Look forward to having you again next Sunday, same time, 4.30 p.m. Hare Krishna. Thank <music> you.